Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Um, this is Rose. This is the bonus podcast for the Heads Will Roll episode about head transplants for Flash Forward. Um, welcome. If you uh, this is not your flight, this is not the correct flight for you, please uh, exit the airplane, uh, turn off the podcast. No, I don't know how you would get here if you weren't trying to. <laughs> it's a secret feed, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, um, how are you all doing? I know that there is a lot happening right now, um, and it's all really important and important to pay attention to and important to kind of think about how you can be a part of, as I've said in the episode and on other places. Um, I will also say that I have found it kind of hard to focus on work in the past couple of weeks, um, but I am trying to cut myself a little bit of slack on that front and... Um, recognize that the energy that I'm spending trying to figure out my role in some of this um, activism is is worth it um, and sort of figuring out where I can be useful and what my long-term plan is for trying to kind of continue um, as a part of this. Um, so I don't have a ton to tell you in the bonus podcast today, to be perfectly honest. Um, I didn't cut that much from the episode, which is why the episode is kind of long. But a couple of small things that I will say. Um, one is that I spent a lot of time reading about the older experiments on head transplants, the work in mice and dogs and monkeys from the early 1910s all the way up through the 60s and 70s. Um, that work is really fascinating and also very gruesome. I sort of talked about a lot of it on the podcast, but I tried. I didn't get into very many details because... Um, the images and the videos of those experiments are just like really a lot. They're very intense. Um, and I am not a squeamish person. It's less like the blood and the gore and the sort of like surgical nature of it or the slicing or any of that. And more that there's just something very viscerally upsetting about watching these animals be subjected to that kind of stuff. Um, I know in the episode, Zave said that you can't really know how this will go in people psychologically and philosophically because you can't ask animals things like, you know, do you feel like the same person? But I also think that the idea that these animals aren't suffering at all physically and mentally from these tests is a little bit naive, right? We know that mice have personalities. We know that dogs and monkeys have personalities. Um, the idea that only humans might feel profoundly messed up by this procedure is not something that I'm necessarily convinced by. Um, so the idea that these experiments, even setting aside some of the sort of physical intensity of cutting off a dog's head and grafting it onto another dog or a monkey or whatever it is. But the idea that they don't experience some of the psychological trauma that we talked about in the episode in terms of identity, um, to assume that just feels wrong to me. Um, obviously, we don't really know, but it just feels, um, yeah, it feels wrong to assume that they don't also experience some of those things. But again, how do you even begin to think about the animal testing ethics of something like metaphysics, right? The metaphysical questions that these animals may be struggling with. I think that's really hard. But um, I thought a lot about that in producing the episode. And I didn't put in the, you know, in the newsletter that you get and often on social media, I'll put photos throughout the week or images that kind of relate to the episode. For this episode, I'm not doing that quite so much because so many of the images that are available out there about this are just really, really intense. Um, 
and really kind of brutal. So I figured that's probably not something you want to see necessarily. And if you do, you can seek it out. I linked to a couple things in the um, blog post for the episode. I noted um, next to the links which ones have photos from some of those procedures in them, so you're not surprised. But if you do want to see that, if you're interested in that, um, you can go find that on the website. The second thing about this episode is that I am not entirely sure how Sergio is going to react to the episode. I'll also say that I'm sort of surprised that he agreed to an interview at all. Um, You know, he is in the news and stuff a lot, but usually on his own terms when he's making an announcement, he doesn't always do interviews with people. And particularly recently, he hasn't done that many interviews. And so I sent him the email, obviously, you know, I I always try to get comments from people when they are the sort of center of a story, but I sort of assumed he wouldn't respond. Of course he did, and you heard from him. Um, And obviously I was not super flattering to him uh, in the episode. I did try to be fair. um, And in fact, there are people who would argue that maybe I was too fair and too generous in saying that he may have indeed made some advances in the science. I tried to hedge a lot of what I was saying about him because, um, honestly, I don't actually know how litigious he is, and I'd rather not get sued for this episode. But also, I really do mean it when I say that I'm not sure exactly what to think of him. Um, Lots of bioethicists really hate him. Um, But also, and I mean this without sort of any shade, it's just reality, like, bioethicists are not neurosurgeons, right? They're not always the best people to comment on the actual science and technique here to tell me if he's done anything useful on the science side. Uh, Most neurosurgeons are wary of him, but some do support him. And he has published a handful of papers, right? And while peer review is not perfect, that means that some people do read them and think that they have some scientific value. So there is that. Um, And it's hard for me to tell, you know, one thing I think you might notice that I didn't really comment on is something that I I thought about a lot in the episode, which is um, it's hard for me to tell whether or not Sergio Canavero believes his promises, like really believes that he could do with a 90%, you know, success rate, whether he believes he could do this today with a 90% success rate. Or whether he knows that saying that will get attention and potentially, you know, the attention could lead to something good for him. How much of this is, you know, he's drank his own Kool-Aid and how much of this is sort of strategic PR? Like, I don't really know. It's really hard for me to tell. And it was hard for me to tell when I talked to him. Um, And so that's that. So I've sort of been thinking a lot about that. And we'll see if he responds. I send, I always send the episode to every source who's ever on the show. I send them an email the day that it goes up and I say, hey, you know, here's the link. Here's the episode. You know, let me know if you have any problems or questions or corrections or anything like that. Um, So we'll see if he responds. (laughs) Um, Okay, what else? Um, Oh, uh, the other thing I will say is that just non-episode related, um, I am working still on the book, the Flash Forward book. And today, actually, uh, I filed the sort of final manuscript to my editor at Abrams. Um, And so that was like copy edits and fact checking. I hired a fact checker, Lexi Pandel, who was amazing and caught a bunch of stuff that I would have missed. And I'm so thankful that I hired her uh, worth every penny. Um, You may not know this, but um, book authors are generally responsible for their own fact checking. So, you know, publishers don't pay for that. So that came out of my pocket to make sure that the book is spit, spot, spot, spit, spit, spick and span, spick and span, clean, (laughs) good, correct. Um, But again, I, I would 
I would pay for it any day. It was it was totally worth it, and Lexi was great. So um, I'm excited about that. Um, we got the comics. All the comics are basically done. There are a couple that are in the last stages of copy editing um, on the comics, which is very exciting. Um, and the cover is coming along, which is really exciting. Matt Lubchansky, who does all the art for Flash Forward, is doing the cover, and they are amazing and a genius. And I love working with them always. And they also just know the show so well, so I feel like I'm in very good hands um, with Matt. And I'm really excited to see it all come together. Um, some of you have asked if there's like a published date yet or a pre-order link, and there is not yet. But as soon as that exists, don't worry. I will be so loud about it. I will be all all up in your face with with all of that information. Um, I'm really excited to see it all sort of together. I actually haven't seen like one version of it with all the comics and the text all put together and laid out nicely. That's coming next. That's the next stage. And I'm so excited about that. So I can't wait for you to see it. I'll keep you updated as sort of things progress. Um, the other thing I'll say is that as you all know, I delayed last week's launch of the advice show. Um, Right now, the tentative plan is to launch it next week, so a week from today, next Tuesday. But I am going to keep kind of playing things by ear and see how things feel this weekend and sort of how it how it seems. I, I think delaying was absolutely the right thing to do. I have no regrets about that. Um, just trying to kind of figure out when exactly is the right time um, and what feels right. So I guess it will be a surprise to both you and me. <laughs> um, but obviously when it does go up, um, I'm going to post the first episode in the Flash Forward feed as well. So you'll hear it um, and then you can go subscribe once it's like officially up and running. So that's that. Um, okay, the last thing that I'll say on this very short bonus episode is that tomorrow there is an initiative happening. So tomorrow being Wednesday, I don't know when you're listening to this, but tomorrow being Wednesday the 10th of June, um, there is an initiative happening uh, called Shutdown STEM. And I will link to it in the notes for the bonus podcast. Um, they have more information there. But basically the idea is that to continue on doing your work as if nothing is happening is sort of actively harmful. Um, we cannot continue to operate under business as usual because business as usual is what is killing people. So they're asking anybody engaged in STEM projects, so that's science, technology, engineering, medicine, to just shut things down. No emails, no meetings, none of that on Wednesday. Um with the caveat that they are obviously making an exception for folks who are working on coronavirus stuff. That should keep happening, um, and they're very clear about that in their messaging. Um, but I will also say that um, that does not mean that tomorrow is a day off. In fact, that's not what they're asking for. The idea is that instead of doing your sort of normal emails and research and reading and meetings and whatever, you spend the day focused on making a real actionable plan for how you are going to personally and professionally fight racism and systemic injustice with like goals and metrics and figuring out what you're going to do over the long run. Um, so tomorrow I will participate in that. I'm going to spend the day thinking about both how I, Rose, can change my behavior and my life to sort of continue working on this and think and then also I'm going to be thinking really hard about where flash forward can be of service sort of what I can be doing with the show or with my work to help here 
where the show is succeeding and where it might be failing on this front. Um, And again, setting some real quantifiable goals for myself for the future so that I can actually kind of measure success um, and take it beyond sort of a general promise to do better and into an actual plan for how I will be doing that specifically. Um, If you want to learn more about this initiative, again, I will link to it in the notes for the podcast. They've got some really great resources and explanations on that for what they're doing and what they're hoping that other STEM folks do. So you can check that out. Okay, that's that's it for this um, short bonus podcast. I hope that you are all doing well. I hope you're all staying safe for whatever definition uh, safe is for you right now, um, whether that means getting out and protesting or staying at home and doing what you can at home. Um, I hope that you're all doing okay. And again, this is like a long, long-term project, long-term initiative. So, you know, let's all think about keeping this energy going and in a sustainable way for not just the next week or month, but for a long time. Okay, um, that is that. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Oh, I'm supposed to tell you a secret. I'm supposed to tell you a secret. I always forget about this. One person did write in being like, I don't like the secrets. I don't want to know about your life. So I, I hear you. It's fine. Sometimes I don't want to know about my life either. What am I, what am I up to? I, I've been learning how to roller skate, which is very exciting. And uh, I learned how to stop this past weekend. So that was exciting. Um, The other thing I'll say is that um, I've been trying to go to as many of the Oakland and Berkeley protests as I can. Um, And so I've been really happy to see all the folks out there and all the especially youth organizers who are doing such a good job of keeping people um, supported and safe and really sort of getting the message out there. Okay, that's it. Bye.